Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Misfit Riley Smith dealt to the Pittsburgh Penguins to open cap space for Ivan Barbashev to stay with VGK. That big news is ahead, plus the 32nd pick of the draft. It's David Edstrom from Sweden. And does Logan Thompson want out? All that ahead on Locked On Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, I know, a little bit sensational. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Don't thanks for know. making Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us on YouTube at Lockdown Golden Knights. Please subscribe there. And, of course, you could find us wherever you get your podcast and on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris Chi, at Locked on VGK. And we are brought to you today by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply it was a surprise move uh before wednesday's nhl draft of sorts the golden knights yeah they traded away (laughs) riley smith an original misfit yeah uh, to pittsburgh to the penguins for a 2024 third round draft pick and that in turn had cleared chris $5 $5 million, and VGK uh, put it to good use, signing the forward Ivan Barbashev, uh, Ivan the Great, as I call him, uh, five-year at uh, $5 million per year, AAV. So Barbashev uh, more than doubled his salary in the process. And I've said that Barbashev was perhaps the most important piece for VGK because they had a team on that top line that could not find the perfect fit Unlike, I mean, eBay Motors, yeah, you find the perfect fit. Did they find him on eBay Motors? Is that where they got Barbershop from? I think so. VGK could not find the perfect fit um, for a while, and they finally did find Barbershop 18 points in the playoffs, seven goals included. And I said that no way, that VGK no way could repeat without Ivan Barbershop in the the mix for next season. I just think he's that important of a piece, a very important cog. And, uh, again, you know, I hope uh, for Riley Smith that things turn out very well as he now moves on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, And in so many ways, I just felt that perhaps Riley Smith was not fitting in with this VGK team towards the end. And he said something that I thought was kind of peculiar. Um, He said after VGK had won the cup, he was on the ice. And Riley Smith said, you know, maybe I should retire now since I won the cup. And maybe that was uh, the beginning of the end for Riley Smith. But a lot transpires. Fans adore the original Misfit. But, hey, the future looks bright because Ivan Barbashev really proved his worth down the stretch and in the playoffs. McCrimmon was asked if it was basically a decision of Riley Smith or Ivan Barbashev. Uh, Jesse, I think, uh, asked that question from The Athletic. And the answer that was given was, well, it wasn't really necessarily 
about Barbasha versus Smith. It's about making the cap work. You have multiple ways to get to 83-5, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, this was only about Riley Smith versus Ivan Barbashev and what one brings to the table. The nod for Riley Smith goes to overall points in the regular season. In seven of 12 Riley Smith seasons, he's got, uh, had 40 or more points. Barbashev has done that twice in seven seasons. So if we're going to go stats to stats, you have a little bit of a concern. The intangible. The Golden Knights really got their identity the moment Barbashev joined the team. There was a plan in place the day he got here, weeks before he even got here. There was a plan in place for Barbashev to go immediately to that top line, and somehow they knew the Golden Knights, McCrimmon, McPhee, Foley. You think so? They knew. You think so? I How mean, many times they scouted him? Seven, what, 40 times? 50, 45 times. 45 times. They, yes, they knew scouted what him. they were looking for. And this well, plan was in place beforehand. You still think that he was going to wind up on the top line? I think it happened by accident, and they just tried to no, see if I he was a fit. Uh, I mean, I don't he, think he was, it was a fourth liner, a fourth liner with St. Louis when they won the cup. He could play anywhere. Sure, but he also had a 60 point did. season. Yeah, you know. he did move around on lines. He did. I think the biggest takeaway that I have is the Golden Knights would rather utilize $5 million of salary cap space for the player that Barbashev can become versus the player that Riley Smith is. Riley Smith is a 31, 32 year old aging veteran. And listen, we're not, this is not, we're not going to be dumping on Riley Smith. He is a pillar of this community. He does so many things. That softball game just got a heck of a lot more emotional in a few weeks at the ballpark uh, in Summerlin. You know he's going to be there. You know he's going to bring it, whether he's, you know, it doesn't matter, Golden Knight or not. Um, I think he will probably even continue the softball game in Vegas. I mean, we're we're thinking way ahead. Point being is he's just an amazing fella, and he's going to be missed as far as the locker room and his on ice and everything like that, but the end of the day, McCrimmon knows the business, and he takes the emotion out of it. Golden Knight fans, I know it's a little scary and uncomfortable at times. Marc-Andre Fleury, obviously, and now we might be in the midst of another weird goaltending drama-type situation. We'll hit that a little bit later. Our beloved misfit is gone. We're down to five, so I guess now Will Carrier might get the start on banner-raising night. So there's that, at least. Okay, if they do start, you know, all the uh, the misfits now, Carrier can step up. Carrier got elevated, elevated. <laughs> step into the starting lineup. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon did thank Riley Smith. Um, he said that he's proud that he leaves here with the Stanley Cup. And fluff, McCrimmon also <laughs> said, no, but he also did say something that I took away from this. Um, he said, again, he reiterated something that he said on media day. He said that they're trying to keep as much of the VGK roster together as much as they possibly can. I think that that's important. They're not looking for players outside of the organization. Thought it was very strange that I thought the NHL draft, I thought that there would be a ton of movement, but there were no trades through the first round of the NHL draft. Uh, but I thought maybe VGK might try to be active and what have you. Uh, but again, they're trying to keep as much of that core, as you allude to them, intact. So the interesting um, thing is, Cap, excuse me, uh, McCrimmon mentioned that with the flat salary cap, it's tough to get these big splashes. Uh, free agent, the free agency signing period isn't necessarily as splashy because it only went up $1 million. 
Now, next season, you know, two, three, four, five million dollars are all these numbers that are being thrown around. It's going to be, especially for someone like McCrimmon, who uh, doesn't have a credit card at less than 95% of his limits, he's going to have a blast. And you also wonder if this signing is a indicator of, you know, when the salary cap does go up a little bit, there's a little more room to work with. And I think we'd be remiss if we wouldn't, you know, at some point kind of wonder why Aiden Hill maybe hasn't been extended as of yet when it seemed like the teams were close. I still wonder if Robin Leonard's situation has something to do with this. Maybe they have to wait for the, for a buyout possibly who knows, because at this second right now, there is approximately $3.4 million of cap space available for the Vegas Golden Knights. That extends up to $8.4 million if Robin Leonard's full $5 million is not going to be on the books. If a Robin Leonard buyout happens between today and I believe uh, to, uh, Friday, is today Thursday? No, today's Wednesday. Well, Thursday technically, but if a Robin Leonard buyout happens between this moment right now, there you go, Tony, and Friday, then that's going to decrease our we'll get 4.3 additional million dollars of cap to work with. At that point, now Vegas has seven point something available. Then the Aiden Hill signing happens. Uh, Braden Pahal was extended for 700 and something thousand today. So things are happening right now. And uh, yeah, let's uh, see what happens as the weekend approaches. It's going to get fun spicy. Yeah, for sure. And he did make a little bit of sense to me. Sometimes he does. And, And those eyebrows not moving. I'm just, yeah. It freaks me out. But the one thing that he did say, too, is that uh, there's really not a lot of big name free agents this year. And there's not going to be a ton of signings for free agents because teams, many teams are up against the cap on July the 1st already. So uh, that's uh, one of the reasons. And Barbershop's name was near the very top of the free agents that uh, folks thought were available. He's at the uh, top of everyone's team. list. Everyone yeah. that was gonna that was gonna make a splash. He made He's quite, the top. Quite an impression. Uh, so now the big question, Chris: Who takes Riley Smith's place on the second line? So that line down the stretch: Smith, Carlson, Amadio. Am I correct Amadio. in that? Yeah. Dorofeev, Dorofeev. I can never say it right. I still have no idea which one's right. Doro, I think, is the it's first not person. The Dorofeev. That's the Cassidy way of pronouncing it. It's not the Dora Donoff either. The no, okay. no, we can it's do not this. the we other guy. Okay, you're close enough. Okay, Doro, 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 just call him Doro. Doro. That's fine. Uh, a lot of points with the Silver Knights. Nearly a point per game player at one point last season with the Vegas Golden Knights. As there were all these injuries down the stretch, Dorofiev was possibly our saving grace. Nine points, 18 games, seven goals, one of which off his visor, but hey, it still counts. He can certainly be that skill player that takes place. So we were originally trying to figure out who was going to take Barbashev's spot on that first line because I didn't see a path. I didn't necessarily see a move like this coming. It's not that surprising at the end of the day. There was maybe some, you know, whiplash effect. I couldn't you know, see who would drops. take his play. I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out for the life of me. Who would be that fit on the top line? I mean, you said Cotter and you did say Dorofeyev, but to me, they're different players. They're just so different than Barbashev. Kelly McCrimmon just talking about his physical style of play, the fact that he could get inside. They did not have this type of player before he arrived here. 
So Barbashev gets acquired right around trade deadline week. Jonathan Marcheseau wins the con Smythe. Jack Eichel leads all players in playoff scoring. These are not coincidences. This is not luck. This is Ivan Barbashev's effect. And Barbashev was 18 or 17 points when the dust settled, something like that in the playoffs. So he can score and he's going to be our Swiss army knife because if for some reason Barbashev is needed to go in a different spot in the lineup, he can do it. He can be a line four thumper. There'd be a little bit of a waste of minutes down there, but he could be a line four thumper. He can be a line three grinder. He could be a top two line um offensive forward and he can be a difference maker. So uh, credit to McCrimmon for finding a way and it, it stinks seeing Riley Smith go, but this is the business. This is what we as fans and media and people who invest our hard money into this team, these are things that we have to be ready for. Um we want to we want a Stanley Cup with Barbashev. Can we win a Stanley Cup without Riley Smith? I, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, I'm looking for that big matchup on opening night when Connor Bedard goes against Riley Smith in Pittsburgh. That's pretty <laughs> interesting. Uh, coming up next, uh, Logan Thompson is he? Uh, he's drawing a lot of attention from other teams. Could the Golden Knights perhaps ship LT somewhere else? We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Today's episode brought to you by a product that I use literally every day. It's called AG1 by Athletic Greens. And maybe you're like myself and Chris, and you want to be healthy and eat well, but it's a lot easier said than done. And that is truly no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each day, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help to start the day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, and actually helps me to sleep a lot better, all those things. And it can be very hard and expensive to keep track of all of those different multiple vitamins and supplements, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach when you start to put all those different brands in your system. AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, and you are investing in your health, and it's much cheaper than your cold brew habit. And to make it easy right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Please go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. Don't forget on Friday, coming up on Friday, it is What the Friday. And we expect a lot of really good comments. Some folks have already tagged. Might, might be the whole show. WTF. It could become the entire show. We had a good show. one today. We had a good one today. I think you got dogged pretty good, but it was still funny. Yeah, they're always funny. It's all good. I'm a good sport. <laughs> I can take it. Um, So VGK's Kelly McCrim and Chris said that there are still some things, as you mentioned, uh, to work out to sign Aiden Hill uh, to his reported two-year $4.9 million per year contract. Um, And he said that they're going to uh, continue talks. And that was about about it for McCrim. Meanwhile, Kevin Weeks reported right after we recorded our show 
Uh, that might have been yeah, on job, Tuesday Weeks. night. Yeah. Could have been a half hour sooner. VGK's <laughs> all-star goalie, uh, that's Logan Thompson, uh, could be shopped around, and the Golden Knights have received a few inquiries from other teams. And I said before, though, last week on the show, um, that if they kept Aiden Hill and he made a lot more money and out comes this report, $4.9 million a year, two years, it, I felt that it could cause some animosity. I still say it's, it's, I mean, and you go from the number one goaltender, it's your crease, and now you're the number two goalie, you're out due to injury. It wasn't his. He had to earn the crease, though. I thought Logan Thompson earned the crease. Well, sure, but so and I think a, Aiden Hill got it by default, and luckily he got into that groove. There's a, so many things happening here right now. So Kevin Weeks basically is saying, "Hey, people are calling the Golden Knights and they're kicking tires right now. That's what GMs do, and GMs take the call. The likelihood of a deal coming together where Vegas gets the appropriate level of compensation." For Logan Hill, I just don't see Logan Hill. Logan Thompson. Did I say Logan Hill? Yeah. It's been a long day. It's okay. Been a long day. All right. Well, whatever. Logan Thompson. The likelihood a deal comes to fruition. I mean, just let me throw some numbers at you. Sure. $266,000 per victory. $166,000 per victory. $19,000 per victory. If you are a general manager, how much would you want to pay your goaltender per victory with those three numbers? $19,000 per victory. That is the adjusted number if if, uh, Logan Thompson would have played an approximate full season. If you take away the games that he didn't play, Logan made $36,000 per victory, which is still a bargain. And Logan is under this contract for two more seasons. The Golden Knights, assuming this deal with Aiden Hill comes to fruition, will only have three million and change to work with what possible deal could come together where Vegas says, okay, we're ready to give Aiden Hill the net completely who has never started greater than 27 regular season games in his entire career. Uh, four, 13, 13, 19, 26, 27. Those are Aiden Hills starts per season. I thought those were his measurements. Exactly. Those were his yeah. starts per season since he joined the NHL in the 2017, 2018 season. There is not a world that exists where the Golden Knights ship Logan Thompson and say, Aiden Hill, we're counting on you for 60 games, bro. Go get it. And there's also not a world that exists where Logan Thompson, I believe at least, feels slighted, feels like he should be the man. The NHL is shifting to this hybrid theory of having a 1A and a 1B goalie chopping up the net, logging, you know, 70 to 75 starts. And then, you know, another goalie, a third goalie or something like that, you know, picks up the scraps when there's an injury. Obviously that's a best case scenario. Vegas was far from the best case scenario last year, but I see this no more as hearsay and as other, some other media members maybe breaking this, making this a little bigger than it needs to be. Uh, I still say that there's something here and there is some substance. And if let's say Logan Thompson does get traded, right. Uh, can he get a raise? Uh, can he be traded somewhere? And they just—I don't think you can restructure. It the was NHL. Con- they can't restructure. They can't. Uh, someone mentioned on YouTube, and I honestly don't have a good answer here. But someone did say on YouTube, you cannot restructure a contract. Whether that's fair, fair or foul, I personally don't know. 
But, you know, you look at where Logan Thompson came from. I believe he's undrafted. And again, someone can correct me if I'm wrong there. He's got the weak Kings combination and everything. So, you know, he has passed every test through his career. This is really the first time I recall him suffering any type of long-term injury slash injuries, plural, unfortunate for him. But I still do believe, I don't care what Aiden Hill's new contract is, there will be a competition for the Nets. I could see Cassidy giving Aiden Hill the net for the banner raising game just because of what happened with uh, the Misfits and all of that. Aiden Hill did play the Stanley Cup winning game. I also could see just as easily Aiden Hill getting 50 starts to Aiden Hill's 30 starts. I could see the net being chopped up at a 55-45 pace, and it doesn't matter. uh, In favor of either one. I think Logan. I still think Logan's going to get more starts next season. I still uh, say Logan Thompson I say the money is just, it it changes things. It's not not going to change Aiden Hill's health. It just changes everything. It doesn't make him healthier. You're paying, you're paying that one, you're paying that one goalie more money to be the number one goaltender. End of story. What was Aiden Hill's contract last season? 2.1, right? 2 point, yeah. Around what 2. was Logan 2. Thompson? I keep wanting to say Logan Hill. What was Logan Thompson's contract last season? 766? 766. So if he makes three times more last season, what's the difference if he's making seven times more? Well, because Aiden Hill came in and it was supposed to be uh, Thompson's net. And yeah. then Aiden Hill was supposed to be a solid backup. That was the plan. Yeah. And so they just picked up the contract. They saw something in Hill. I don't know what, because he wasn't playing like that in Arizona, nor was he playing that way when he was with San Jose. Uh, so or in now, the preseason, we were really concerned then, too. Oh, my gosh. I was so concerned about Robin Leonard 2.0. We said it. We said oh it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. And who was that other goaltender, like the fifth or sixth goaltender that you really liked uh, that was down in the AHL? Anyway. Seville? No. The guy it's that Picardi? they got rid of. Oh, oh yeah, guy. Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. In any event, uh, so now if Logan Thompson, oh, let's I'm say hypothetically, that. if he does depart, do they use the tandem of Laurent Brossois and, of course, Aiden Hill? Do you think that could happen? You're trading Michael Hutchinson. There it Michael is, Hutchinson. Michael Hutchinson. You're, you have... Three goalies right now. Let's not even talk about Jonathan Quick for a second. You have Logan Thompson, 37 starts, if I'm not mistaken. You have Aiden Hill, 27 starts, if I'm not mistaken. And then now you have, no, 64. And now you have the other 18 games chopped up with Jonathan Quick and Patera and Brossois. It would be a very unresponsible move for Logan Thompson to go. And now you have Brossois, who is broken down. I hate to say that about the guy, but Brossois seems like he's broken down. His body just cannot recover from everything he's put it through. And when he's healthy, I mean, especially for you know the two stretches this year in the regular season and in the playoffs, he was amazing. And I don't get people like saying, "Oh, if Logan, if if Brossois doesn't go down, the Gold Knights don't win the Stanley Cup." Like I don't, dis- I don't agree with that at all. But people said that, so it is what it is. So basically, now you want to have two major injury-prone goalies to carry the mail, and all of a sudden you're going to pray you got Jonathan Quick still out there because he's might he might need to get 50 games. And Jonathan Quick at 50 games in the goal, that's not going to work. Uh, Yuri Patera, the other guy who Bruce Cassidy barely know exists, he's not the answer. So 
Logan Thompson can at least, and he's injury prone too, I guess, for the moment, but he's played much larger pockets of games at the AHL level. So you hope this is simply something that he just needs time to get over. And um, I mean, I still say there's a competition for the net as far as the regular season goes. And I think it's going to be a hot hand approach nearly all season. A lot of, uh, to quote Darren Millard, a lot of ham and eggs, a lot of ham and egg in it where they're going to go up and back and alternate starts. Okay. I want to go back to Riley Smith and something that you texted me earlier. Oh, good call. Yeah, because it just I just saw it on my text here. And you had asked me, hey, did you see Riley Smith at any of these celebrations? Because uh, it didn't appear as though he was engaged. Now, did he speak? over at T-Mobile. I don't even remember seeing him much on the stage. Was he? Oh, you're talking he, about, no. I mean, listen, William his Carlson, shirt was Fubard, off. William Carlson foobarred that okay. whole thing, and they tried to get Mark to talk. That didn't work. And, right. you know, that was just. Okay, uh, but but I, I looked at some other photos and videos and uh, the Omnia thing. I didn't see him there. Uh, one of my win. friends had something at the Cosmo. I didn't see him at the win. Um, and so maybe your thoughts were maybe he's known for a minute or two. I do have a feeling that the least surprised person today, at least, was Riley Smith. I have a feeling that some conversation did happen. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Riley Smith left his heart and soul in town, and, and his heart and soul isn't leaving this town. I mean, his, everything he's done is remarkable. I hope he retires here. I hope he comes back or stays here in the community or leaves his wife and kids behind. He I, mean, honestly, I don't mean that in a bad way. but No, 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 of course. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, you know, if we're thinking maybe about players that would possibly, assuming they retired and played a little longer, that would have their number retired here, Riley Smith, just based on what he's done for the community, nah, continues to retire do for the his community. Number. Now they're not, well, now retire. they're not going to, but he's not going to, re- you know, for the moment, you know, someone like Marches. So obviously, uh, Marches is the only one right now. And William course, Carlson. Oh, no, Carlson's definitely getting his and number. We, we have Tony. the Flurry uh, statue going up. That was supposed to be up two years ago. Okay. Yeah. And, and Flurry's not getting retired here either. So maybe, maybe the Golden Knights goal is to trade people away before they have to consider hanging the number from the rafters. <laughs> That's a good, good idea. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk about the what NHL draft. BGK draft a centerman from Sweden. David Edstrom will tell you more about him. We return here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back. Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We come to you each and every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. And, of course, go to the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights, and subscribe there. So you missed my TMZ shot. I was talking about Ooh, what was it? Taylor Swift. Oh, boy. So no one came at me because I, well, I just said maybe she had a little psychological warfare going on with John Mayer. Because she told her fans not to diss him and to leave him alone. And in turn, of course, they came back like doubly strong and just went after John May. Are they together again? Event, Are they together again, those two? No, this is from the breakup. And she re-released the Dear John song. So just so you know, I just had to make sure that you you had to know this. I don't know. I don't, I don't mind Taylor Swift. I'll, I'll be on record saying that. I like I, John Mayer is amazing. Taylor Swift is fine. She's fine. It's all good. David Edstrom with the 32nd oh, yeah. pick. Uh, <laughs> neither one of us had him on our bingo cards, I don't think. Uh, the only pick in the first round at number 32. I was kind of surprised that my sentimental pick, Oliver Bach, went 22nd 
to Philadelphia. So that seemed like a bit of a stock. reach, I think, based on no, everything. No, I helped this stock. I helped this stock. Help stock. That's right. Yeah. You did. Um, so the thing about Edstrom, um, he's probably not a good drunk, you know, if he's friends with William Carlson because they're from Sweden. Um, but six. <laughs> he's 18 years, bro. He's 18 years old, bro. <laughs> but the drinking age, I think, there is as soon as you could see over the bar. In any event, 6'3", like 185, 195. Uh, from Frölunda, Sweden, um, and he seems like, I mean, he's a physical specimen. Uh, they say that he plays physical hockey. Um, he played for the under-18 team, and he is a good two-way player. And, of course, him and Carlson would be bros if he can get here and get to the NHL level. So the only odd thing that that kind of gets me, and we'll talk about the player in a second, a lot of times when you look at the stats of these players in the league that they play in, they just own it at like a one point per game clip, a point and a half game. Like it's some crazy high stats that you see in his league in the Swedish hockey, in his season in the Swedish hockey league, just 11 games, hmm. two points, two assists. Really? And then going back to the juniors, 28 games, he was a point per game. And then the season before 31 games, 11 points. So that is just kind of not necessarily strange to me. This is where you definitely have to put your trust and faith into McCrimmon's scouts who you know, usually do the right things. And we'll see what type of uh, acquisition we can trade for uh, uh, David Edstrom two or three years down the road from right now when we need a, you know, a trade deadline target, because that's probably what's going to happen here. But all the things you said, his size is good. He's got some speed, good two-way player. Uh, a lot of mentions about his passing, um, good with the breakouts, good uh, responsible game, able to find the lane. And then going a step farther, he's got the size to get to the dirty areas. He's got the height and he'll grow into his body a little more. He's 18 years old. He's not going to, when he, whenever he starts in the NHL, he's not going to be 6'3, 187. He'll be 6'3, 195 and a lot more muscle, obviously, if not even larger. Um, comparing to the Golden Knights, he slots right under Nick Wah, who's about six foot four. Just above Jack Eichel, who's uh, six foot one, six foot two, both right around the same weights. Good player in the dirty area. Maybe a type of player can get into the bumper and the power play. Tough to move. It all depends on how he grows into his own body. And, uh, you know, I think we'll hopefully get a good look at him maybe in a week and a half or so, because now they're going out to the rookie camp probably as soon as tomorrow. Yeah. And they'll also have, uh, of course, the, the round robin games coming up here uh, in the fall and September. Yeah, that's going to be good too. And that should be a lot of fun. And elite prospects, I know that you would like this comparison. Uh, their their comparison was to a player that you wanted VGK to obtain. That's ready. No. Corey Boone Perry? Jenner. Boone oh, Jenner. Boone Jenner. Wow. Okay. That's who they compared him to because he's such a physical player. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I, that, I thought of you right away. He's a left-handed shot. And I like uh, Boone Jenner. He's a mean SOB, but I like the way he plays. Yeah. And this guy's supposed to be just as physical from everything that they say. Um, and still four picks remaining for VGK. I just found it interesting. Again, Kevin Weeks was saying on the broadcast that VGK wanted this player. They wanted David Edstrom, which I found kind of peculiar with all those other names floating around out there and what have you. But um, another setter. And they talked repeatedly on the broadcast, which was kind of painful at times. Uh, but they did, they did talk a lot about the way that they built the VGK championship team, which we've talked about in the past. 
This is the model now, and other teams get that strong uh, center play, strength up the middle, four centers, roll the four lines, and again, a key defenseman like Petra Angelo. Yeah, exactly, Petra Peter Angelo. Angelo. Well, and to take it a step farther, it's a line one or a, a line one, uh, a superstar center, a superstar defenseman, and then it's not just four centers it's five or six different centers that can slot in you know brett howden can play center march so is even labeled as a center slash winger obviously carlson of course um so vegas always is going to have options instead of throwing someone who is primarily a winger in the center position not if but when the injuries do occur i mean we saw last uh, season, right, all the injuries that did happen, and Vegas was able to come out of it and still come out of it at the top of the West, which was remarkable if you go back and think about all of that and, uh, you know, how things might have changed if they don't lead Edmonton and they don't win the division and it changes all the playoff seedings and everything and, and all that stuff. Uh, Brett Howden, is he the next one up? Uh, is that the next priority for VGK? Yeah, it's, I mean, outside of Aiden Hill, of course. Um, he's well, an yeah, RFA, they're so they can... close with Hill. I just think they have to cook the books, if you will. I think I think Robin Leonard, because as of this second, if they sign them, they are not cap compliant. And I know there is a period of time where if you're not cap compliant, you have to get because when the when the pet when the Peter Angelo signing folks were, were joking don't add us just stop it yeah uh, when, when Petrangelo was signed they <laughs> had to move Nate Schmidt within a very short amount of time now to be fair that signing happened much later you know I think it happened right near the start of this season so Petrangelo went a long time without being signed long story short so maybe the closer to the season it gets the less time you have to you know be cap compliant or not cap compliant, which is why at the time, at least I felt the Vancouver Canucks fleece the golden Knights by only giving a, was it a third round pick for Schmidt or something like that, which Schmidt was off of a couple of good years too. Yeah. And at the end of the day for VGK, again, it, it the uh, emotions for me, because I'm a Riley Smith fan. I just think again, because well, you got ties to him with the softball game and stuff with I the mean. softball game. He's just a super guy. He's very personal and he really does care. A lot of these guys will do these charitable events, and he really does care. So no, he, he is no farewell tour. He is so no fluff. You talk about the gamut of emotions, like in a half an hour, or what an hour's time, I go from oh man, boo hoo, Riley Smith to hey, Barbershop. I love that guy. That's that's the way the range of emotions went, and it's like okay, if you're going to get rid of Riley Smith, and Barbershop is signed for five years. You got to be kidding me. They could run there. They could make a really good run now. So, I mean, the core now of this team is really going to be intact through the 26, 27 slash 27, 28 season here. And we've talked about the core a lot. We've uh, compared the core to the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, that's, you know, my second favorite team. And I'll be paying a lot more attention to the Blackhawks now with uh, that Bedard dude and everything that's going on. And Oliver Moore. Holy cow. The the Vegas Golden Knights had had a gem of a tweet today. They said blank something, whatever. The Chicago Blackhawks took our guy right oh, yeah, after they right. took Bedard. That was oh, that was so good, so funny. I, how I, bad? I, I love stuff like that. How bad the Anaheim Ducks? Okay, they have Fantilli stand staying right there. You know they can pick him up at number two, but they go with Leo Carlson mm-hmm. at two, which I thought. And someone said, a lot of people are mad about this. There's a lot of people mad about that. Like, <laughs> they said, why do they ever do this? I said, this is why this franchise can't win. End of story. 
where did the the Russian kid go? That they said he can go anywhere from three to eight. Do you know where he finished up? I forget where he went, but he's gonna. He won't be playing. I, he went to Philly, I think, and he won't be able to play in like two or three years. That's such a Philly thing, right there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we might add. Of course, we'll have the latest news, um, and we will have more draft picks. Four more remaining for VGK, and it will be WTF. What the stinking Friday? <laughs> all of your comments. So um, we appreciate them all during the week. And man, it's been busy on Twitter. My Twitter fingers are just killing me here. Twitter writing, podcast <laughs> appearances. This is this is the fun right now, and this yeah. is this is why I signed up to do this. I'm I'm loving every second of this. The pod, the comments, and you know Vegas hockey now. And this is we're just scratching the surface. Like this is okay. So I'm doing so, my hands right now, but okay, yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands either. Here they are. Uh, but okay, coming up on Thursday for you, what are you writing for Vegas Hockey now? Um, so I'm going a little more in depth comparing um, the the situation with Smith and Barbashev. Kind of went a little deeper, and I use some of that obviously on the show. And I think the ultimate takeaway, honestly, is the fact that Smith or Barbashev Good move. Good business move. Yeah. So that's that. That's kind of the biggest uh, takeaway right there. Um, we'll have a draft recap. My daily nuggets article comes out really early in the morning, 3 a.m. local time. And that hits on some gentle Vegas news. And then we hit around, uh, around the league and stuff like that. Uh, I'll be talking about Logan Thompson versus Aiden Hill later in the week. I'm, I think I want to wait for that one until Aiden Hill officially is signed. And then I can really un- unleash, uh, Unleash the hounds, right? Uh, is that was that a proper um, hangover? Unleash quote? the Kraken? Unleash the dogs? No. Yeah. Unleash uh, the dogs, for, I think. For Chris Golick, I'm okay, Tony Cardasco. We thank you all for tuning in, especially our everydayers. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.